Welcome back. Bull Miss Day 11. It's the final stretch, but the views from Section 400 boys got you locked in and covered for a full NFL slate as we get into crunch time and the tail end of the NFL season. You don't need an introduction. I'm Matt. I'm with Jack and Brian and our special guest, the behind the scenes man who does it all. Will has joined us to give some guest analysis on the slate this weekend. Will, what's going on, man? Thanks what's, for hopping in. What's going on, everybody? Uh, it's nice to actually hop on the pod for once. I'm the one that's always doing all the behind the scenes work, editing everything on the pod and going through all the nonsense that I have to go through. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's awesome to jump on the pod and uh, finally get a get an NFL uh, get an NFL show in and it's the ball miss has been great um all the special guests has been so good so far so let's keep it rolling just keep it rolling man just like you said and uh before i get into the show i just wanted to get you guys a quick question out of the way and it's a little bit off guard because you guys aren't ready for the question i'm gonna hand you it's not a hard question um but as obviously the nfl season comes to the end we start talking about nfl awards the NFL or, or the elephant in the room is Demar Hamlin should win Comeback Player of the Year. Look, I respect Demar Hamlin and the fact that he was able to come back to the field, uh, but it's not like he's a, a, an impact player. You know, let's save these awards for people who you know really, in my opinion, deserve them. You know, with with their with their playing on the field, not just you know for for the story op. Uh, you know, and that that might be me being a little harsh, you know, to the Demar Hamlin and, and what he had to go through. But no, I'm I'm thinking other players who you know had really tough injuries or maybe, uh, you know, my favorite. I have two favorites. Um, neither of them are Demar Hamlin. One is Tua. Uh, you know, he had the plethora of injuries last year that took him out for the rest of the season. Um, I'm pretty sure we all thought we saw him die that one uh, Monday night football game against the, the the Bengals. Maybe it was a Thursday night game, but, you know, that was a crazy one. He came back this year and was in the MVP conversation for most of the year. Uh, some may still have him there. I don't, but uh, I like him for comeback player of the year. And then I also like the great story. Obviously, you're going to love this one, Matt. Joe Flacco. I mean, come on. For a guy who Super Bowl MVP almost a decade ago or – yeah, almost a decade ago, and now he's come back and he's leading this Browns team to potential, you know, number one seed. I know they need a lot of things to bang their way, but they're going to be in the playoffs and they're going to be a force to reckon with. So uh, I like Joe Flacco. I like to uh, don't really love the DeMar Hamlin case, but uh, Brian, what about you? What do you what do you think about comeback player of the year? Yeah, no, DeMar Hamlin deserves it. He literally he, the dude died. He was dead and he's come back and. He's practiced with the team. He's played a few snaps. I know he's not a big part of the team, but I, honestly, guys, if I was dead on a football field, I wouldn't step foot near a stadium for the rest of my life. So the fact he's even doing that is deserving enough. I will say Joe Flacco, what he is doing in right now is pretty incredible. The dude has four kids. He's 38 years old. He can barely walk, but he can throw the damn football, that's for sure. So in terms of just pure football standpoint, it's Joe Flacco, but – DeMar Hamlin died on a football field and he's come back and continued to play football. So he gets my vote there, but yeah, Will, let's, let's see what you got. 500 to win the comeback player of the year. Cause it was like rumors that he was potentially like practicing and uh, he was going to easily play or you know, eventually play some point in the season. And hell now the guy's 
starting it seems like he's starting pretty much every week i'm pretty sure so it's crazy where it's at i mean and at some point last year there's conspiracy people conspiracy theorists that saying like when he was in the box like you couldn't see his face or maybe it's yeah. not demar hamlin that's there. like like the just absolute nonsense crazy stuff but uh demar hamlin probably is easily gonna win it this year um i in a way i kind of want it to be joe flacco just because it's like Yo, Flacco, was he? I can't even tell you if he was on a team last year. If he was, I think he was like maybe the third string QB on the Jets. Yeah, he was like, on the Jets. He was on the Jets. I mean, that's yeah. a death sentence already, right there. So and now he's on the Browns, and now that they're just winning every game, he's throwing for 300 yards. He's like, he's literally putting up better numbers right now than he did in his prime with the Ravens. Like, that's yep. insane. And he doesn't even have like crazy. I mean, his weapon, like Amari Cooper, like all of a sudden Amari Cooper is just like a top five receiver right now. Like he literally had 250 yards and two touchdowns against the. Um, yeah, the Texans. The Texans. So, yeah, I mean, but, Joku too. I mean, he's, he's always been talented, but a Joku yeah, is a top tight end in the league. All of a sudden, Joe, Joe Flacco just making everybody around him elite. You I don't know. know how, Joe Flacco making everybody elite. I don't look. I don't know how it's not Joe Flacco. This guy's come back. He's thrown, what, five straight 300-yard games, four straight 300-yard games, and it's a small sample size. But DeMar Hamlin's a small sample size. I know you're saying Willie's starting every week, but I'm pretty sure this guy has recorded under 10 tackles the entire season. And as far as I'm concerned, hasn't made any impact plays on the field. And to be even, you know, more just brutally honest, I'm pretty sure he's basically like a special teams guy. So the award is for your, you know, comeback efforts on the field. I get it. The guy died. If he died, I don't know how he's alive right now. I, I, you know, I don't know any stories where you come back from life. I get it. Like his heart stops. So technically he died. You can have like Uh, play with the word. You're bringing people back to life. You can you can you can play with the words there however you'd like to, but look, it's on the field accomplishments. I get it. The guy died, uh, as, as we're as we're as we're titling it, um, and and he came back to life. Great, and now he's playing in the NFL. Awesome. You want to maybe name the award after him, which I think is also maybe a little ridiculous, but go ahead and do that. The guy doesn't deserve to win the comeback player of the year award. I'm sorry. Either make a new award for a guy that dies on the field and comes back or call it the DeMar Hamlin award. But in terms of on the field, on the field uh, accomplishments, not there. And that's, you know, the, the, the award isn't, isn't, isn't for, for what I just said. So. I mean, he should win because he died and he's just playing football, but I think naming in a word, after like I get it he fucking almost died or died or came out like and I, and I might be like so out of touch of reality or tone deaf or whatever you want to call it but like dude I just feel like it's so dramatic to say the guy died on the field like it just seems so dramatic and again I'm not trying to like make a joke of the situation or or you know like I said just make fun of it or whatever but it just seems a bit dramatic I, I don't know. I don't want to get too far into it. All I want to say, just to end this, is I think if the NFL came out with an award to name a person that died to come back, I think that's a little bit problematic. But, you know, the NFL loves being problematic. So, Roger, go ahead. Yeah, are you kidding me, dude? That's like their middle name, is how can we create problematic headlines. Yeah, but yeah, That's all I have for that.
yeah anyway moving on get right into the barn burner of the of the top game uh obviously this is coming out what on sunday so we are missing the cowboys lions game uh we obviously don't know the result of that but uh should be a fun one for for a little saturday night pregame before you guys went out to the bars hopefully everybody's nice and hungover for new year's eve and uh, is catching up with the slate that we're about to get into. We're looking to stay red hot like every weekend. I know we've been trending in the right direction, uh, at least to speak for myself. I've been a little better on the player props, so definitely tail the player props. Um, but other than that, jump right into it. Titans, Texans, CJ Stroud looking like he'll play in this one, finally back on the field. Uh, and, and they're eight and seven, right? They're right there in, in the race to get something done. Jack. Texans are the divisional uh, rivals of the Jags. Trevor Lawrence not playing this week. We'll get to that game shortly. But how do you see this one playing out uh, in the Dome down in Houston? Yeah, so Texans, Titans, they both get their their starting quarterbacks back this week, Stroud and Levis. These guys met two weeks ago. Uh, you know, they, they didn't have – Texans didn't have Stroud then. But these two teams met two weeks ago. I'm expecting a similar result. I mean, it was a defensive, hard-fought game, a lot of field goals. Uh, I definitely think with Stroud, uh, you know, as as their quarterback, they're going to be able to push the ball a little bit more. So I like the Texans in this one, uh, but my 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 bet in this one is going to be Fairbairn, the the Texans kicker, over six and a half points. Uh, he kicked four field goals against them last time they played just two weeks ago. So I like that. I like him. Uh, give me the over on on his field goals and points. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. I don't I don't bet on that too much, but. That is a Brian bet right there, if I've ever seen one. <laughs> That's pretty fun. But, um, yeah, Will, over to you, man. I mean, where, where, where are you seeing this? Is this going to be a field goal shootout? Are you are you tailing some field goal props here? Or no. Or are you, are you looking a different direction? I think I'm going to look a little bit of a, dire- a different direction than that. I, I'm, not, I'm not entirely into field goal kickers as much as uh, Brian nor Jack over there. I mean, Brian's too busy doing fantasy football with punters. So, uh, before I get into that, though, um, I absolutely love the Texans here. I think this is a smash spot for the Texans. The Titans are like one of the worst teams on the road this year. Their numbers from difference between home and away this year are insane. I think they're one and six or one and five on the road this year. They just, they just can't win unless they're at home. They can't win there unless they're at home. Um, CJ Stroud is back. I believe everybody on the Texans is healthy. Uh, no issues with, I think Nico Collins is good to go. Um, and I think Dolan Schultz is good to go. So everyone's healthy there. Uh, I love the Texans in this spot. Um, there's two things I like in this game. I like the Texans total points over 24 and a half Titans defense. is just too shaky 24 and a half. I think it's, I think it's too low and I could just see this game easily being like a 30 to 13 game or something like that. Um, and if you don't like the over on the points, just take, just take Texans minus four and a half. I believe four and a half is the line. Uh, yeah, four, four and a half. Uh, even if you wanted to say screw it and take six and a half, I honestly truly think you could take six and a half. Uh, so, but my official play is going to be the Texans over 24 and a half total points. Yeah, I love what Jack said about this game being a lot like the first meeting between these two this season. These teams are still relatively young in the NFL, but of course, they're division rivals. They're 23 and 20 all time against each other, and three and three in the last six, and those have all been decided by a touchdown or less. So this will be a close game. The four and a half is a little scary, but with CJ Stroud back, I do like the Texans here. 
I'm going to buy it down to two and a half and take the Texans on the alt team total um, just to get it kind of even. I will say before I end my take here, the Texans looked like the old Texans these last two weeks without CJ Stroud. And in a year where the MVP race is kind of clouded, it's looking like Lamar's the favorite now, but his numbers aren't that crazy. CJ Stroud is my MVP. I know he's not going to win it because of the injuries, but the, the difference between him on the field and the Texans when he's off the field, it's insane. You can't tell me he's not the most valuable player to his team in the league right now. It's definitely a night and day difference, right? I mean, he's just unbelievable when he plays. And like you said, the Texans have looked horrible the last couple of weeks. So definitely a night and day difference. And to roll into that, I'm just taking him over on the passing yards. This guy lights up the field. It's in the dome. I'm not going to take like over under for total points of the matchup because I can't trust the Titans. But give me C.J. Stroud to soar over his passing yards. I think we see a 300-yard day out of him, um, you know, to Will's prediction if they put up 30 points probably going to be airing the ball out quite a bit and uh you know they'll, they'll let him get loose he, he's healthy he's ready to go let him get back on track look for the texans to win the game uh but but really want to lock in that over passing yards but moving on i guess it's what falcons bears Ugh, what a shit show i hate arthur smith i mean i just I, i'm sick of seeing the guy on the sideline week in and week out i did hear his seat's getting a little warm uh and he needs to have a strong finish to the year to kind of solidify his role and job and position next year. With that being said, I hope they flounder out, crash and burn, and he gets fired the day after the last game of the season. Give me the Bears on the money line. Brian, I'll jump to you. Yeah, I don't hate the Bears here, especially at home when it's going to be cold at Soldier Field and the Falcons are used to playing in that dome of a stadium that doesn't sell Chick-fil-A when they play for some reason. Um, But, you know... Instead, where the Chargers, we saw them kind of give up on Brandon Staley when he was put on the hot seat. I do think the Falcons are going to play for Arthur Smith here. He's kind of like that flag football coach you had in elementary school that's going to play every player on the team. So the locker room likes him, I think, relatively. Maybe not B. John Robinson and maybe not Kyle Pitts, but the rest of that locker room likes him just because they're not that talented and for some reason they still play. So for that reason and that reason alone, I'm going to lean the Falcons on the road here plus three and I think they're going to make something happen, at least trying to stay alive in that NFC South and, I guess, NFC playoff picture. They're not going to make the playoffs, but they're going to try their hardest this week. Um, pretty much the opposite of Brian here, uh, which is which is uh, some fun to see. Uh, I don't like the Falcons here. Uh, Fal- another te- the Falcons are another team this year that just also sucks on the road. They really only can truly win games at home this year. Uh, and the Bears, so one thing I haven't really heard much with the Bears – is how much their defense has really stepped up over the last few mm-hmm. weeks. Uh, nobody really talks about that. The last five, six weeks, they've been like a turnover machine, just forcing turnovers, sacks like crazy. And they've they've held some good offenses like the Lions. They've held them twice to, I believe, under 20 points. Uh, they played so, And then they played, the I think, the Vikings as well. They didn't really give up much. So their defense has been really good. Um, not really like crazy with any player props here. Uh because, like, the over-under on this game is so low at 37.5. Uh, Desmond Ritter is starting in this game, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Or is it Heineke? It's going to be Heineke, most likely. It's going to be Heineke again. So that's, like, God, it's such a mess over there with quarterback. I mean, Ritter, Heine- like, one week it's Ritter, one week it's Heineke. It's a, it, it's a goddamn mess. I, okay. I don't and it's crazy. They're like two polar opposites too. Like Ritter just doesn't throw the ball downfield, and Heineke just doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, it. it's crazy. And then with this game being in Chicago – uh, with the Bears, have been just kind of turning around recently. 
give me Bears minus two and a half. I just I can see them. I I think it's going to be a low scoring game. I can't really take the under because it's so low to begin with already. So I just like the Bears minus two and a half here. Yeah, man. Let's go Bears. F you, Brian. You Arthur Smith enthusiast. Jack, over to you. Yeah, I'm I'm with you two down there. Not not with you, Brian. I pretty much am on par with exactly what Will said. I I for one will have been saying that the Bears defense has looked a lot better over the past few weeks. Ever since getting sweat, uh, they really just turned it up and kind of playing like rabid dogs out there. It's 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 pretty awesome. Them and the Raiders are awesome to watch on defense right now. Uh, at least over the past few weeks. But my play in this one is going to be Bears money line. You know, riding that with you guys. I'm also going to parlay that with the Falcons under 17 and a half points. Um, I really just think that this Bear de- Bears defense is going to get after them, cause some turnovers, a lot of sacks, and I think at the end of the day, they're they're going to hold them and uh, Bears get it done. Brian, I really hope the Falcons flounder out here. Anyway, moving on to probably the best game of the slate. Um, you could argue. Lions and Cowboys last night was if it was a great game maybe if not then it wasn't but Dolphins Ravens right I mean this is basically for the number one spot in the AFC um I mean Jack I guess I'll go to you I mean this is obviously the biggest one here man do you have a read on it or uh are you just gonna enjoy enjoy a a dogfight of a football match yeah, I mean, look, the Ravens are the hottest team in the NFL right now after beating the Niners you know, in San Francisco, who was, in my opinion, you know, the number one ranked team in, in the league. So I'm not going to overthink this. I like the Ravens in this one at home. Uh, I, I know Mike McDaniel's squad is going to get up and get ready for this one. I think Tyreek Hill might have a big game in this one, but at the end of the day, I'm trusting Lamar. Uh, he's just absolutely unstoppable. So my plays in this one are Tyreek Hill over eight rece- eight plus receptions. Um, you know, Miami is going to have to try and feed him the ball. We got no waddle in this one. So uh, if if those running backs, Mostert and A-Chan get bottled up, you know, Tua is going to have to be throwing a lot of screen passes and balls down the field to Tyreek, get him a lot of very involved. So him A-plus receptions. I'm also going to throw Isaiah Likely 40-plus yards in there. Um, he has had that in, in, I think, three out of his past four games. So I like that. I like likely a lot. If you parlay those two, plus 245 on FanDuel. So a lot of plus juice right there. Got to love it. Yeah, it's some plus money juice there. I love that. Uh, and look, you, whether whether Jalen Waddle's playing or not, I know he's uh, confirmed out for this one. The Dolphins just feed Tyreek Hill. So <laughs> he's going to probably soar over whatever his receptions number is. Look for him to have 10 plus. But I'll jump over to you, Will. Uh, where are you reading this one? Yeah, I really do hope for Tyreek 10 plus. Uh, got him in the fantasy championship, so I really could uh, get everything I need uh, out of him this week. So, um, this is, I mean, yeah, this is going to be an electric game. Um, the one number that's kind of staring to me in the face right now is the over under at 46 and a half. Uh, 46 and a half. I feel like in a game like this, it's just awfully low. Uh, we saw how good the Ravens offense looked against one of the best defenses in the league against the 49ers. And we saw how good we know the Miami Dolphins probably arguably have the best offense in the NFL. Now, granted, they don't have Jalen Waddle, but it seems like all their running backs are good to go. A-Chain's healthy. Mostert, I believe he's questionable, but it seems like he's trending to playing. 
it, it, it seems like it's going to be an offensive game. And I think the Ravens have a fantastic defense, but I, I don't know what it is. Something just feels like they, they don't particularly match up well against the, this like a very explosive speedy um, Miami offense. Uh, so I love this over under, I think 46 and a half. It, it, I think it's just too low. I thought, no, like I thought this game coming into this week was maybe going to be like a 52 and a half or 53 and a half. And we're sitting here at a 46 and a half line. Um, so yeah, I, I like the overall, I like over 46 and a half. Um, another play is that I like is, uh, Tyreek Hill over, I believe his receptions, which I think that line is over, I think either six and a half or seven and a half. I believe that's another one. Um, uh, I'm, I'm going to throw one, one random, like dark horse bet right here. And I'm going to go with Nelson Aguilar first time touchdown score. Oh, that's he's, gotta be like. Yeah, despite that's gotta be like plus I, I can I can see it. It just it just this that seems like I'm telling you, I think it's gonna be a high offensive game and you're just gonna see like everybody score. Um, yeah, this is I, one of those games where you can just like you can get a monster SGP going, but because there's just gonna be a lot of juice all over the board. These are one of the games where like I don't I'm not usually an SGP guy, but this is one where you wanna just that lock in on one game and get like five or six picks going, you can get some good juice there. But uh, before I jump over to Brian, Will, did you have something to tail in? Maybe throw an extra pick in there, or were you all wrapped up? No, I was just going to say, if you wanted to take Aguilar first time touchdown, it's plus 3,200 right there. <laughs> yeah, so I like what Will said about, about the over, but here's the thing. So last year, this game was 42 to 38. So the odd makers over there are just foaming at the mouth, thinking everybody is going to expect the same thing to happen. But the Ravens' defense is a whole lot better than it was last year. The Dolphins' defense is a ton better than it was last year. The Ravens' leading receiver in that game was Mark Andrews. He's done for the year. Isaiah Likely's good, but he's not Mark Andrews. This, this has Ravens minus 3.5 written all over it. Dolphins coming off that huge emotional win. The Ravens, of course, I mean, another emotional win, but that was a blowout game. And this is a spot where I'm just big-braining this. If the Ravens win here, they clinch the bye in the AFC. The Steelers play the Seahawks this week on the West Coast. Mike Tomlin is 3-7 and seven in his career on the West Coast. He's not winning that game. Mike Tomlin has won nine games in his career, 13 out of the 16 times he's been a coach of the Steelers. So he's getting the nine wins, and that's going to happen next week against the Ravens when they rest their starters. So because of that reason, that reason alone, I'm taking the Ravens minus three now. Not taking the under, though? No, I'm not taking the under because it, it, it could very well be a 42-38 to 38 game again. I'm just saying it probably won't be. That's true. No, I like what you said. The uh, the defenses are much better this year. So I, you know, I think there's a reason that the number might be a little lower. I, you know, like you said, it could go either way. This is one where I stay away because knowing me, whichever one I take, it's going the complete opposite direction. I'm taking the Tyreek over the receptions. I mean, how can you not? The guy's going to get fed. Even like, dude, they'll throw like three bubble screens to him on the same drive. Like he'll have three or four catches on the opening drive that they have the ball. Um, so I look for him to soar over this number bearing like a major like injury or forced out. Like that's the only way this doesn't hit. If he plays the full game, this bet is cashing. Tyree kills going over receptions. You can book it. Unfortunately, we can't squad ride it because Brian has uh, other plans for this game, but yeah, should be the probably the best one on the slate. So definitely going to be locked in for that one. Um, and, and obviously, uh, you know, let us know if you guys put a little SGP together and, uh, and win some coin. But moving on to 
playoff implication game, but kind of dog shit game. Saints travel to Tampa, take on the Buccaneers. Should be pretty sunny, warm weather. Just, you know, not that Northeast or Midwest cold, brutal coldness flying through. Um, maybe we see a lot of points over under set at 42 and a half. But I will start with you, Bri. How do you see this one playing out uh, as, you know, the red hot bucks behind Baker Mayfield look to, you know, solidify some playoff positioning? Yeah, the red hot bucks behind Baker and Rashad White. I feel like Rashad White's not getting enough recognition. This guy's getting either 70 plus all-purpose yards or a touchdown pretty much the whole second half of the season. I know he took his all-purpose yards a couple weeks ago, and he cashed that with ease. So shout out Rashad White, friend of the program. But, I mean, the thing is here, the Bucks. you said it, they're red hot. They can clinch the division with a win at home. They're going to do that. The Saints are dead. Derek Carr sucks. It's, I just I won't even get into how much we hate him because we've, we've already done that a lot on this show, and I'm sure he's sick of hearing that because he's also a listener. Shout out Derek Carr, but you suck. Um, so yeah, the, the Bucks are winning this game. I'll take him on the money line because the spread is low. And then I'll take Rashad White over 50 rushing yards by down his line a little bit to get you a plus money there. Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting one because the Saints and the Bucks always play each other. So it's like always a bizarre, very bizarre game. Uh, one thing that always stands out to me now, it's a little bit different because I don't believe he is playing. I believe he is out. Uh, it's always a popcorn, like, get your popcorn ready. Marshawn Lattimore okay. versus Mike Evans. That matchup is always some, someone's getting ejected. Every game, someone's getting ejected from that. Uh, fortunately, Lattimore is not playing, so I was tempted to take the Evans under yards, but I, I hate taking the unders, but, you know, it, it, it'd be fun to do that. Um, yeah, this is such a tricky, uh, this is a really tricky game for me here. Um, I really don't know where to lean on this one. It, it's a tough one. I, I've been back and forth. I like the Bucks. I really do like the Bucks. They've been playing really well, and and I, um, the Bucks were one of the teams I had as a sleeper this year because I truly thought like there was team people who were coming out here saying the Bucks are gonna win like five six games. And it's like this team still has such a good roster. Mm -hmm. uh, like yeah, they did go from top rated to Baker Mayfield. That's gonna you know that's a little bit of a downgrade. Uh, but uh, they still have such a good roster, offense, defense. They the only problem was, like last year, like O line just like got disintegrated in like one week, and they just didn't have anything there. Um, so I'm going to stay away from the over under in this game. One line I do really like though, is the total receptions for Chris Godwin, which is over five and a half at plus one forty. Uh, Chris Godwin, the last two weeks has been really, really effective. Uh, I believe in the last two games, I think he had 12 receptions two weeks ago and then 10 receptions last week. So they've been finally giving him the ball. They really haven't been giving him the ball that much in the last, you know, the last six, seven weeks, but last two, three weeks, they've been really feeding him the ball. Uh, I just think that over five and a half, I think he'll easily smash that in a, uh, in a game where I could see again, Mike Evans doesn't particularly play well against the saints. Uh, so I could see Chris Godwin really getting a lot. And um, yeah. All right. Real quick for you. Uh, my bet, my bet in this one, it's, it's pretty criminal that it's plus money right now, but Baker over one and a half passing touchdowns. I mean, right now it's it's plus 124 on FanDuel. Don't really understand that. When these two teams met earlier in the year, Baker threw for three touchdowns against the Saints. Uh, and he's also in his last three games throw for two touchdowns, four touchdowns, and another two touchdowns. So Baker, all signs are pointing to Baker to throw for two touchdowns in this game. Don't understand why it's still plus money. He's at home. We got good weather in Tampa. Give it to me.
It's a big Baker spot. Um, and dude, maybe Mike Evans is on the receiving end of those two touchdowns, which brings up maybe you sprinkle uh, Evans to have two touchdowns. Patriots, Bills, another dog shit one. Um, right? Everybody thinks Bills are going to just blow them out, yada, yada, yada. But the Patriots have looked somewhat competent. I was on the Patriots early in the year. They bit me in the ass time and time again. 14 points is a lot of points. I hate the pushes. Give me the plus 14 and a half. I'll take the half point. Plus 14 and a half. Bill Belichick, go into Buffalo and get a job done. This same type of game, I think it was either, I don't think it was last year, but two years ago, they went in there and they got the they got the job done behind, I think, Damian Harris and won a 14 to 7 ice cold, super windy game. Uh Maybe play the under, that's 40 and a half, too, if you want to play that. But give me the Patriots plus 14 and a half. Go do a job, Bill. Go cover some points. Brian, what do you got? I'm not going to ride the Patriots with you just because they they did look like a better team last week. I mean, the Bills struggled with the Chargers, and the Patriots, of course, beat the Broncos. But I just I can't trust the Patriots, man. Even after 26 points as well. They did, but I, I just can't trust them. And that's crazy because I can't really trust the Bills either. So I'm going to take Josh Allen anytime touchdown in this game. I James Cook, as much as I love him, has been struggling with fumbles. Leonard Fournette is somehow only 28 years old. I feel like he should be 35 by now. But yeah. he's his his legs just aren't there. And then Latavius Murray, like I, I have a lot I could say about Latavius Murray, but for the sake of just moving the show along, I'll hold off for now. But so it's going to be on Josh Allen's shoulders to kind of win this game for Buffalo. Again, they should win, but I see Josh Allen having a great all-purpose yard today, especially with, you know, Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis was good last week, but he hasn't really done anything all season. So it's going to be on Josh Allen this week, and he's going to find his way into the end zone. Yeah, the Patriots have been very it, – it, it's funny. I feel like Bill and the Patriots, like, any time they play a team that they just don't specifically like, they just specifically, like, just flip the switch and actually start trying. Like, they don't, I don't think they particularly like the Steelers. They went out and beat them. They don't really like the Chiefs. I'm pretty sure they, they lost by 10, but I'm pretty sure they probably covered in that game. I think that game was yeah. like 12 and a half. They covered that game. And then they don't, I, I don't really think they like Denver. They go out in Denver, beat them. I think 14 points is, I, I just think it's too much. It's a lot. Every time we see a huge spread like this, especially for a team that's like good, I mean, not like good, but should be. I, I thought the Patriots would be way better than have, what, three wins on the year, four wins on the year. I mean, I, I like them to cover. And then as a prop bet, I also like um, I like James Cook. He's really he's the last few weeks. He's really been turning it on. I mean, he had that really bad fumble against the Chargers the other week. But besides that, he's especially at home, he's really been running the ball hard and he's been really playing well. Um, so yeah, give me, um, give me James Cook over on the yards and then give me the Patriots to cover that. Four. And I don't know if it's that much that they might not like Denver, but Bill Belichick definitely fucking hates Sean Payton, right? Yeah. I mean, there's no way yeah. he likes that guy. So they went out there and wanted to win that game. The, um, the Brady, so... Brady versus Payton, you know, like, you know, or something like back then, because they always yeah. played back in the like AFC championship over and over again. That would be the Denver, New England AFC chip. 
Yeah, I th- I feel like more like Sean Payton, the head coach, like uh, Bill Belichick probably definitely was not a fan of him. Uh, and they both have had scandals in the NFL, right? I mean, wasn't Payton <laughs> part of like the fucking headhunter shit? And, yeah. uh, you know, Bill Belichick, Deflategate, videotaping, other team. I mean, he's got a, a fucking long grocery list yep. of what he's he's done in his, his tenure, but uh, – yeah, two controversial guys, and uh, yeah, they went out there and got a job last job done last week. Fourteen's a lot of points. Will, are you buying the half point? Yeah, you're buying the half point. We don't do pushes around here. Plus fourteen out of and a half out of Will. Or are you going to go thirteen and a half just to be different? Um, I I, really? I can I can I can see this being like maybe like a ten point game. I could see it being yeah. closer than that. Why not? I mean, dude, you, you kind of said it like pretty close uh, in location to where both teams are from. Obviously, it'll be dominated by Bills fans, but dude, the Patriots close to home, they'll probably put up a fight is what I'm guessing. And now they very well could get blown out. And this is a total square play. But I'm going to take the fucking Patriots plus 14 and a half. Jack, end us off here, man. How are you seeing this one go down? Is it going to be close or is it going to be a shit show? Yeah, the, the this is always a, a an interesting sort of like the Bucks and the Saints. This is always an interesting divisional game between these Patriots and Bills. Uh, yep. I don't want to touch the fourteen point spread either way. I could see it going, you know, close game. I could see the Bills blowing them out. I'm gonna ride uh, the hot hand over there in Buffalo. I know we talked about his fumble issues, but James Cook has been so involved in this offense over the past few weeks. Um, both running the ball and receiving the ball. So I'm going to take his uh, total yards to page out of Brian's book, taking his total yards uh, over 94 and a half. Yeah, I don't hate that. Uh, watch this be the one that hits all the times Brian bet on Cook and it didn't hit. And now this is the one that's going to hit. Yeah, Cook's been pretty good to me. You bet okay. a you bet a lot on him to score. That's a problem. They just that's, like yeah, the touchdown. That's a problem. <laughs> they get inside the five time, and they're like Latavius. Here you go. Yeah, I, I, here's your I, three carries for the I'm game. Not, I'm not going to get started on the Tavius Murray because we'll be here all night. <laughs> yeah. Oh my God. There's so many fucking games. Rams traveling to Jet Life to take on the Giants. Giants almost, you know, I'll give it to them. Almost, um, I don't want to say almost beat. They didn't almost fucking beat the Eagles last week, but they kept it a lot closer than what it should have been. And uh, props to Tyrod Taylor. He stepped in. You know, if DeVito played out that game, they probably were getting blown out. But Tyrod came in and kept it way closer. You, you know, the Eagles weren't prepping for that. So I think there's a little bit of that where he kind of was able to maneuver around uh, just defense not really being being aware of what's coming, which Tyrod's been, what, in the league for 50 years. So you should know what the fuck he's going to do. Um <laughs> But, uh, yeah, I mean, this is a weird spot. You know, I'm always a, a big teams traveling from the West Coast, coming to the East Coast and, and putting up a dud. But I just don't – I don't I don't, I don't, don't see how that happens again here. I, I can't take the Giants plus five and a half, although it is a weird number, right? It seems like it should be a little higher. Um, I'm going to stay away from that. I think I'm going to roll with Puka over – receptions and i kind of want to take saquon rushing but i know jack loves taking that so i'm not going to take that and i'll see what you got on this one jack maybe that's the one you want to take no definitely not um i'm actually sometimes a fan of saquon's under on rushing but i'm not i'm not going to touch his line in this one i'm actually going to go to the other running back and kyron williams his line set at 94 and a half yards he's cleared 100 yards in 
I, I don't even know how many games I've watched over the past. A lot of games. So many games. I mean, when he's healthy and he is humming, he runs hard. It's like not Isaiah Pacheco level hard, but uh, it's fun to watch, and, and I'm a big fan of him. So give me Kyron Williams over on the rushing. It's been hitting. I'm just going to stay consistent with it. Let's ride it in an, an, another week here. Yeah, man, he's been lights out, flicking the ball to his mom in the stands. That was electric. I mean, that's what you dream of, right, growing up. I mean, flipping the ball to his mom in the stands, the whole thing on TV, national TV, whatever you want to call it, that was pretty cool. Will, what do you got, dude? Yeah, this is an interesting one because, honestly, I, Giants kept it close, even though the Eagles said, here you go, here's every point possible for you. Um, right. But um, no, I I really do like the Rams in this. They've really turned their season around. I mean, they looked pretty brutal the first five, six weeks, and then they got Cooper Cup back, and then all of a sudden, you know, Puka Nuku has just been – I mean, I believe he's – I'm not sure exa- how many yards he exactly needs to break the rookie receiving record that's held by Jamar Chase, but – 147. So he needs – okay, so 72 for the next two weeks, which yeah. I – I can see him easily do. I mean, what he had 160 last week. Um, yeah, you should have he, 100 plus in the next two weeks. Yeah, I, I can easily see this. Um, but I uh, again, this is going off what Jack said earlier. Um, I love Kyron. I might have a little bias because I got him in fantasy. But absolutely been killing it for me. Um, but he's just he he just finds a way to score. He just gets yards. It's crazy. The guy feels like I feel like he's averaging like 160 yards per game. It's 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 incredible. Um, so I'm just gonna go basic here, and I'm going to go Kyron Williams anytime touchdown, and then um yeah, I'm just gonna keep it like that. I'm not. I don't really. I I could see this game being like maybe a low scoring game. Just I don't know. The Giants are such a weird team to predict. Like one week they can look really good and the next week they're starting tyrod taylor and i yeah. i mean it's it the, it the giants are the giants let's just that's that's just the easiest way to describe it the giants are the giants so just give me kyron williams a score a touchdown i like i like what will said about the giants just being a weird team right so i think this locker room is going to be in the same headspace as me after this week where you know you went into philly you played a great game you really wanted to win that game but they played hard they showed fight and they almost won. And now you play the Rams, a home game, but you don't really have any ties to the Rams. And then you have the Eagles again next week. So there's kind of a spot where it's like, yeah. So I do think the Rams win this game, especially with McVay needing to get back into the playoffs. The Rams have an 80% chance if they win this game. If they lose, they might be a little rattled. So I do like Puka Nakua here. McVay showed last week that he really wanted to get him the Rams single season receiving record. And I think he's going to want to get him the overall NFL record. McVay is that kind of guy that knows these things are happening and he knows Puka's his best playmaker this year. So those two things go together along with the Giants having a pretty awful secondary. It just makes sense. So Puka over 70 and a half yards is my play. That's coming up right now. Coming up next. Eagles at home. Jonathan Gannon returns. I hope this guy gets booed to oblivion. Um, it's one of those weird ones where, like, they'll probably, like, get up for this game and Kyler Murray will go off. I'm already expecting that. I've already mentally accepted that so that I do not have to have an irritating New Year's Eve, although they'll still manage for that to happen. Eagles got to get it done, right? Keep trucking along, controlling what they can control. 
This is an inferior opponent. Inferior. You have no business, no business butchering this game. Um, I, I'm not taking the minus 12 because that's just too many points. I don't care. It's my team. This has Jalen Hurts rushing yards written all over at 44 and a half is pretty low. So I'll go 44 and a half for him. And uh, look, Devonta Smith keeps his mouth shut, talks to the media and shows up to play. I'll take his over on receiving yards. I think it's a little low. Could see them try to feed A.J. Brown, but I think a lot of teams are starting to key on A.J. Brown just because of all the media shit that's going around as well. They know the Eagles are going to try and feed him because, you know, again, my favorite team, love the Eagles, but we can all agree, A.J. Brown, bit of a drama ki- uh, queen or king here. So the Eagles are going to try and make him happy, obviously paying him $25 million a year. Um, so they'll try and feed him. But Devonta Smith should be wide open on the crossing routes all game long. That middle of the field should be wide open. Hurts over rushing yards. Um, Devonta Smith over receiving yards. I think you can maybe get some juice with uh, DeAndre Swift on rushing yards as well. I really love Hurts' uh, uh, rushing, so I will make that official play. Some other other plays in there that you might be able to uh, sprinkle in for some juice. Will, as the other Birds fan, uh, best team of all the teams here that we root for, what do you got? Yeah, it's nice not to hear the delusional things that I had to hear last week with uh, Danny Cut- uh, Danny Cutlets. I'm sorry, with uh, Tommy DeVito, Tommy Cutlets. Uh, the, the amount of stuff, dumb things I heard come out of Brian and Blake's mouth last week was... Uh... It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. I, I really sat there. I really I sat there editing it, and I'm like, what the hell am I listening to right now? So we're going we're gonna to be more realistic this week. Um, I actually have a lot of juice in this game uh, because I love this game. Um, Cardinals are one of like growing up. I've also liked the Cardinals as well. They're not obviously way more, but they were always my second favorite team growing up um, just because Arizona is a second home besides when the Eagles play out there because it's always a fucking nightmare. Anytime we play in Arizona, regardless of what fucking sport. Um, So I'm going to have a lot of juice in this game. The last time the Eagles played, uh, the Cardinals was in Arizona. It was Jalen Hurts versus Kyler Murray. And it was kind of that weird season. The Eagles just like threw Hurts in the fire and said, there you go. Just, just do what you ever got to do. And it was like one of the craziest games. It was like 38, 35. I think the Cardinals won Hopkins went off. Um, I, so the over under, I think in, in this game, I think it's going to smash Eagles offense is still putting up points. Our defense still gives up so much. I think 48 is too low. I think this game's going to go over 50 plus. Um, another play I like is Trey McBride to score a touchdown. I mean, he's really been the go-to guy to score for the the Cardinals. Kyler Murray's really just been targeting the hell out of him every time. And now they don't have Marquise Brown. So they really don't have anyone to throw him the ball. And I don't know what it is. The Eagles always love to give up touchdowns to tight end. I don't know what it is. Well, besides if your name's Darren, well, that, that doesn't count. But um, Trey McBride, anytime touchdown. Uh, the over, and then let's go with Devontae Smith over receiving yards. Uh, AJ, he's been doing good, but it seems like Devontae Smith has really been kind of more focal point going on. But Yeah, before we get Brian's anti-Eagles parlay, let me just throw out Kyler Murray, his rushing line is set at 28 and a half. Uh, you know that this Eagles defense is going to try and get after him. He's going to have plenty of room to scramble. Uh, well, Hopefully, over have room to scramble. He's gonna have to scramble for his life. So, give me the over on his rushing yards, uh, especially without Marquise Brown, one of his top targets in this one. 
likely not going to be as many people open. He's going to have to make all the plays. And uh, the Eagles haven't been necessarily a great team uh, defending the quarterback through the air and and on the ground. So I like Kyler just to get a pretty modest 30 yards rushing this game. Yeah, that's an easy thing for him to uh, achieve, right? I've given that out three or four times throughout the season. And I think it's only missed once. Um, and honestly, it might have hit every single time. So love that play. If they weren't playing the Eagles, I would be all over that. But I'm not taking any Cardinals props when they play the Birds. Guess we will give Brian the floor for this one. And my anti-Eagles parlays are over the season. So I need to hit something. So I, I got to try something new. And I think to do that, I'm going to have to confuse the football gods here. I'm going to sing a, a song by the Eagles as the anti-birds song. So, you know, two negatives might equal a positive. So, so maybe we'll get some good juice here. But here we go. Season's on the burner. Gonna lose to Arizona. Such a fine sight to see. It's Kyler, my lord. Oh, he may be short, but he's throwing for three TDs. Come on, Wilson. Stop disappearing. You're gonna hit your over yards because Bradbury's a bum. Arizona wins in Philly. Great. Glad we got that one wrapped up. Uh, over? Uh, yeah, it's, it's uh, over. You can put the headphones back in. <laughs> yeah, Brian. I'm going to have to hear it multiple times when I edit this, so last thing I want to do is hear well, one extra Brian, time. let's uh, run through the picks you just gave out there because uh, I'm sure everybody watching isn't going to want to sit there and listen to that. But what were the picks real quick, and then let's jump on to the next one. Uh, Kyler Murray, three touchdowns, Michael Wilson. Remember when you drafted Michael Wilson? How'd that work out for you? Yeah, now I do remember that. Now you're facing tomatoes, man. Yep. My two sleepers this season were Michael Wilson and Puka Nakua, and I chose for horribly wrong. So that's fun. Well, yeah, now the tomatoes are you're staring down the barrel, and there's a lot of tomatoes sitting there. Yep. And some pissed-off league members. <laughs> already in spring training, doing bullpen sessions and getting mound work. Good luck this weekend, buddy. Uh, moving on, Niners, Commanders, shit show. Is this a letdown spot for the Niners, even though they just got blown out last week? Do they travel across country and the Commanders make some ma magic work? I don't think so, but the NFL is fucking weird. Jack, what do you see happening here? Yeah, the NFL is fucking weird, but no, this is a get-right get spot for Brock Purdy and for this 49ers offense. Uh, I think they absolutely go out there and dominate these commanders. They're probably pretty pissed off about losing last week uh, to the Ravens, but they're going to win this game. They're going to keep their their you know home field advantage hopes alive as we head into the final week 18. Uh, I don't necessarily have any love for any sort of plays in this game. So what I'm going to do is I'm just going to trust that Brock Purdy uh, cooks in this one, you know, whether Shanahan wants to see it, whether he thinks Brock Purdy needs to see it for himself. Give me the over on his touchdowns in this one. I think he's going to cook it up a little bit. Brian, what do you see happening here? Yeah, I, I like Jack's analysis there. I'm going to go a little bit of a different route and take Purdy to not throw an interception just because Kyle Shanahan might not let him throw the ball in this game after last week. Uh, so I don't, I don't know the amount of juice on that. If you need to parlay it with like the Niners minus five and a half, uh, just to get it looking like a decent number. But I, I feel like Purdy's line will be pretty close to even. So I'm, I'm confident in that under 0.5 interception. Will, what do you got? Yeah. I mean, this is a weird one. Um, 
So I don't know what it is. I feel like every week I look in like I'll have red zone on and I'll see Washington's down like 28 nothing. And then all of a sudden, like, won't hear anything about the game. I look and it's like 28 20 all of a sudden. So I don't know what it is with like this team just randomly coming back and just making it somewhat of a game. Um, there's two specific lines that I do like in this game. Brandon Ayuk seems like all of a sudden just seems like the go to guy in this San Fran offense. And I don't think anyone on like Washington's defense is so shit. I can't imagine anybody really, anybody really containing them at all. And I think sixty-eight and a half is too low for Ayuk. So, uh, give me Ayuk over eighty-six and a half. Uh, eighty-six over sixty-eight and a half. And then another line that I do like is the give me the uh, Niners spread in the first half. Because again, I don't know what it is. Then the the the. Washington just likes to come back in the fourth quarter. I mean, they've done it against the Rams two weeks ago. They did it against the Jets. Like, I remember having family over, and it's like, yep, the Jets are, uh, you know, the we're, we're, the Jets are up 28-0. nothing. don't really have to watch it. And all of a sudden, I look at 28-28, and the Jets are kicking a game-winning field goal. It's like, what the hell happened? So, yeah, give yeah. me um, give me Niners uh, first half spread. I'm not sure what the exact points is on that, but. Whatever it is, I it's probably gonna be my guess it's probably gonna be like seven and a half. I'm guessing. Yeah, it'll probably be six and a half, seven and a half. Six and a half, seven and a half. Give me that. I I think they'll have like a ten a ten point plus lead in the at the end of the first half. Yeah, I dude, I got like what's what's McCaffrey's total scrimmage yards? I you know, I don't know if it's gonna be rushing or through the air, but whatever his scrimmage yards is, give me the over on that. I think you could see him have a hundred and fifty. Um, I don't want to take the anytime touchdown because it's probably like minus 200 and knowing me, I'll throw that in there and he fucking won't get in. But uh, I think, you know, whatever his total scrimmage are, scrimmage yards is, I'm slamming that over. You know, they're going to get him involved early and often. Purdy might be a little hesitant to fling the ball down the field after four interceptions. He's going to go to all reliable dump offs out of the backfield. Look for McCaffrey to have a big day on the ground and through the air. I'm taking over on the scrimmage yards. And uh, I think we can jump into the next one. I didn't miss anybody, right? I'm starting to, I'm getting the fucking COVID COVID brain brain fog. Oh my God. It's never ending with these games. Raiders, Colts, (laughs) a lot of playoff implications. Um, Raiders have been the hotter team, but the Colts probably get Pittman back this weekend. Uh, I, I mean, is he like on his not deathbed, but like, is he like, oh my gosh, he got tackled. He's got to go into the blue tent or like, can he get tackled? Like, I feel like I got to stay away from Pittman props because if he gets touched, he's going to be yanked out of the game and fucking thrown in the blue tent. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a shit show. So Brian, I'll, I'll leave it up to you big playoff battle or in playoff implications for this game. But other than that, kind of really a shitty game. I mean, these are what fringe playoff wildcard teams. Um, yeah. These, this is kind of the battle of, you know, what team's going to get blown out by the dolphins or chiefs or whatever team they play in that first round. Yeah. Uh, Colts kind of in the driver's seat with a win be 70%, but then it goes down to 25% if they lose. And then the Raiders are, they, they really need some help, but if they win out, they have a chance. And the, the Raiders have been good since Antonio Pierce took over, four and three. And that defense, with Robert Spillane in the middle, has been looking pretty good. Uh, 18 points per game allowed. They just held the Chiefs to, what, 17? And the Colts showed us last week that they played a decent defense, not a great defense, but a decent one against the Falcons, and they really struggled. So I, 
they may be home, but I just I don't trust them enough to cover three and a half points. Uh, so Raiders plus three and a half is my bet. I'm with Brian on this one. My bet is also the Raiders to cover these three and a half points. Uh, they their defense uh, over it is a small sample size, but over the last two weeks have been the best defense in the NFL. I mean, the turnovers, the sacks, they are playing possessed. Um, you know, Max Crosby, we all know him. He's got a motor like no one else, but that secondary has come alive. Uh, Nate Hobbs making plays out there, and then they got some hard-hitting safeties as well. So I'm a big fan of the Raiders right now. I think that they're going to go into Indianapolis and win this game. Uh, tough for, for Gardner Minshew, but uh, maybe this is a little bit of Jags bias in me, just hoping the Colts lose. But everything's pointing to the Raiders putting on a good showing. I think with or without Josh Jacobs, whether it's him or Zamir White, that running back is going to get 20, 25 carries, and they're just going to grind it all day, play good defense. That's what Antonio Pierce likes to do, and he's been doing it well. Dude, the Colts at home play a lot better than they do on the road. I don't know what the Colts' team total is, but I'm taking their team total on over. I think it could be sitting in the 20 range. Take that. I mean, dude, they could score 30 points, I think. Um, Minshew, 230 passing yards. He's sworn over. And as long as Pittman can get tackled and not get yanked out by an independent neurologist, he's going over his receiving yards and he's going over his receptions. But that's a tough play because the NFL's soft now and these guys can't get hit. So I don't know what's going to happen there. But, yeah, Minshew should be airing the ball out all, all over the place. And we should see the Colts score some points. I think they play a lot better at home. And if they got the black helmets on, it's a wrap, bro. It's a wrap. 40 points for the Colts. Yeah, this is, I don't know, it's such a weird, I feel like the Raiders and the Colts to me are so similar. Like, one week they'll look really good, and then the next week they'll look like shit. I mean, the Raiders might have, like, the biggest jump between points in a two-week span. Like, one week they scored zero points against the Vikings, and then the next week they scored 62 fucking points. I, I don't, and there's no difference on the offense. It made no sense. Um, this is a game. I, it's such a tricky one to bet on. You guys are all about the Raiders. Like I said, they're so hit or miss. I feel like maybe they're good at home, but then again, they scored zero points at home. So, um, the one line I do really like is just give me whoever's running the damn ball in the Raiders. Whoever it is running the damn ball in the Raiders, they're getting their over on yards. They just, they just, Aiden O'Connell had. Only had completions in the first quarter. He didn't have one completion in the second, third, or fourth quarter in that game against the Chiefs. Zamir White, Josh Jacobs. I mean, Josh Jacobs is doubtful. Give me Zamir White over yards. Easy, easy, easy play. Yeah. I mean, could it happen? Sure. I mean, the, the, the Colts defense, I don't think, is particularly amazing. So, all right. Moving on. How the hell are the Panthers plus three and a half against the Jags? Brian. Where are you reading this one? I guess Lawrence is out, but Jesus, man. Panthers have two wins. The Jaguars <laughs> should win by 14-plus points. The Jaguars suck. I mean, we'll get to Jack later and see if he has any like saving grace about this team. But they're horrible. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, the Panthers are horrible, too. So I don't know where to go here. I I guess um, Travis Etienne, all-purpose yards. We'll, we'll get a little API, APY, APY action going. Um but, yeah, this game's a disgrace. Will, I'll leave it to you, man. Where are you reading this one? Oh, God. Just give me the gun, man. Um, <laughs> Panthers, I mean, I, I feel like <laughs> the only person you can somewhat confidently bet on on the Panthers is, like, Adam Phelan, who has been nowhere near as good as he was to start the season this year. Uh, the Jags and Siege, I, honestly, like, 
even the right, the Panthers really plus three and a half. That's insane. Yeah, I still like the Jag. I still like the Jags to win it, even with CJ Beathard playing this game. I feel like he came in. Um, I, I forget which game it was for the Jags that he came in and when Trevor went uh, got hurt. I believe it was one of the prime time game, one of the Thursday games, and he came in. And he actually didn't look that bad. Uh, so just honestly, I'm just gonna take Jags money line in this. Uh, I, I I just the Panthers suck, man. They're just they're, they're bad. Look, the Jags without Trevor Lawrence, it, it might be a little bit scary at first, but have faith in CJ Beathard, guys. This defense is getting healthy. They're gonna come back alive. Uh it's gonna be a big Travis Etienne day. We know um yeah, so you know, Doug Peterson, he's able to to win these kinds of games, control the clock, play defense. I think the Jags are going to turn the ball, uh, turn over uh, Bryce Young and their offense a couple times in this game. So really looking forward to that. Some big defensive plays out of uh, you know Josh Allen, Trayvon Walker on the line. Rayshon Jenkins might have an interception in this one. So I'm really liking the way that the, the Jags defense is shaping up in this one. I think they cover that three and a half points. Uh, and, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if the Panthers are limited to maybe three or six points in this one. Yeah, man. I, I think you kind of said it right there with Doug Peterson, regardless who's playing, he's a, he's a good coach, right? I mean, Super Bowl champion, experience in the league, kind of knows how to manage these games out. And the Panthers aren't very good. So I think you can take Jags money line and feel confident. To your point, Will, with Thielen, I think I threw his receiving yards out the other week uh, and that hit with ease. So you can always slam his receiving yards. But I'll just stick with Jags money line and uh, hopefully Dougie P can get it done. Uh, uh, I guess that's a home game for them. Um, but hopefully he can get it done and kind of uh, – Steer the Jags in the right direction because they kind of need it bad with uh, obviously their quarterback down. But um, yeah, that I think wraps it up for the one o'clock slate. We'll jump over to the late window, which is the four uh, Steelers Seahawks out in Seattle. Big game for the Seahawks, right? I mean, they need to win this game, but a big game for the Steelers. The Steelers are eight and seven as well. Brian, I'm curious how you're reading this one. I mentioned it earlier. There's, the Steelers are three and seven under Mike Tomlin on the West Coast, uh, but they always get to nine wins. So with that being said, and especially because I picked the Ravens earlier, the Seahawks are going to win this game. Uh, Steelers will beat the Ravens next week. So the Seahawks minus three and a half is my play. Will, what do you got? Yeah, I mean, um, it's so interesting because like I I've hated the Steelers all year. They've just been a team that's just like they don't they just don't they just look shit every week but they find a way to win it's the most bizarre thing ever well um, that's been the last fucking 20 years with them i know they've had much. some like, like dynamite the, teams the last but... like few years but this year it's been bad like i i mean um i think i saw a stat line it was um oh god i'm trying to think uh joe flacco has more passing touchdowns this season than kenny pickett does in his entire career which is just it's just absolutely crazy um, for this game, I'm going to just give me the C give, give me the Seahawks minus three and a half here. Uh, I think the Steelers will find a way to keep this game close. Seahawks just play pretty well at home. We saw how we saw how they played against the Eagles a few weeks ago and they played fairly decent. Um, the, the, uh, yeah, but I, I could just see the Seahawks easily winning this game against the Steelers. Like you said, Brian, they find a way to win, get nine wins. So, They'll probably lose this game, and then if the Ravens win this week, they get maybe a free win against them, but give me the Seahawks minus three and a half. 
Yeah, don't uh, don't love the spread in this one because I think the Steelers are going to keep it close. I think I think my play in this one's just going to be the under. Uh, I, I might buy up a couple points just because forty one and a half is a little bit of a gross number to me. So I, I think I like forty three and a half a little bit more. So if you guys are willing to do that, buy it up to forty three and a half. Take the under. Yeah, not a bad play there. I you know I like the Seahawks on the spread, but I'm going to go the two and a half. I think they win by a field goal. Um, and then the Steelers get their ninth win next week when the Ravens are resting everybody. So look for the Seahawks to go out there, get the job done, and win by at least a field goal at home. Um, Chargers, Broncos, pretty dis- disgusting game. Uh, I benched Flacco last night in my fantasy championship because I did not want to put that championship game on the line for Thursday night. Kind of blew up in my face because he went off, had Trevor Lawrence as the backup. He is now ruled out, so I'm stuck with Jared Stidham. Chargers defense fucking sucks, and I'm going to need a big Stidham day. So I'll take Stidham's over uh, passing yards, over rushing yards, and uh, I'll leave it at that. I don't want to get too crazy with touchdowns, but hopefully he can add a couple touchdowns in there as well. Don't need to spend too much time on this. Chargers are in you know turmoil, horrible terrible franchise went on a rant about them week one check back in the other pods if you want to check that out uh but yeah give me stidham's overs and uh i'll jump over to you guys i get it he went to auburn war eagle we don't need the whole thing go brian (laughs) yeah we're damn (laughs) this jared stidham versus easton stick kind of describes this nfl season in a nutshell but yeah jared stidham's gonna go over his passing yards that's gonna be my pick and i hope we can all ride it because i would love to do a little jared stidham same game, or I guess squad ride here. Yeah, Will looks like he's ready to blow that up. Yeah, that's no. Uh, I'm the complete opposite with Jared Stidham. I can just see this because this whole Russell Wilson situation that's just unfold, unfolded last two weeks. I mean, having um, uh, having Sean Payton screaming at Russell Wilson on the sidelines, just something's just always been off with everything that's going on there. I can see this game kind of like being a big fuck you to uh the Denver Broncos franchise. I'm going to take I, I'm not going to I'm not going to take the passing yards. I'm not going to take the over under the passing yards. I honestly think the Chargers are going to win this game. I think I, I think this is going to be a big fuck you game for Denver and I think Russell Wilson's going to sit on the bench and just laugh and be like, "I fucking told you guys, you guys needed me. You guys really needed me." Yeah, well, I'm not with you, bud, at all. I'm with Brian. Uh I think that for Sean Payton to make this move, he's got to have the confidence in Jared Siddham to, uh, you know, trot him out there. And this Chargers defense is bad. So I think Sean Payton is going to give the fuck you treatment uh, to Russell Wilson. You know, not the, oh, you guys needed me. It's the, no, we don't need you. Uh, the the Woody the Woody meme, the we don't need, I don't want to play with you anymore. I mean, that's, that's what we're getting. Those are the vibes we're getting over there in Denver. I think uh, Sean Payton goes out of his way to have, to make, Jared Stidham have a day against a pretty crap Chargers defense. Uh, they're pretty soft. So I think Stidham, I'm riding with you guys over on on the uh, passing yards. And I'm also going to take uh, the Broncos to cover uh, three points. Uh, actually, we don't, we, we don't like pushes. So give me give me two and a half. What's the line? No, the line's three and a half. Give me give me give me the line. Give me three and a half and uh, Stidham to go over on the passing yards. Hell yeah. Big Stidham day incoming. I love it. And uh, look, Russell Wilson's tenure there has been super weird and hasn't been very good. 
I don't see it just magically, uh, you know, working in his favor that he got benched. If anything, the, Char or the Bra uh, Broncos are going to go light it up and Stidham's going to go off and it's going to blow up in Wilson's face before it blows up in Peyton's face. That's just the way I see it based on Wilson's entire tenure there. Um, Broncos country, let's ride. But we'll see what happens it comes, uh, you know, when the game plays out. But finally, moving on to the final game, I guess, of the 4 o'clock window. Or is this a Sunday night game? I guess I should probably four know. 4 o'clock window. Bengals-Chiefs. Not a horrible game. Chiefs, we've seen struggle the last couple weeks, obviously. So, um, you know, what the hell's going on with them? Is it Patrick Mahomes? Is it the play calling? Is it that the receivers can't just catch the fucking ball? Maybe a little bit of both. I think it's definitely the receivers not being able to catch the ball. We always say Chiefs in a get-right spot, Chiefs in a get-right spot, and now they have six losses. So I don't know what the hell's going on with Mahomes, the offense. I guess the defense is playing better. But look, man, is Pacheco playing? Is he back? We don't What's know his deal? 50-50. He truly is 50-50. I guess you can't hit, ride his rushing yards over then, but um, hopefully Rasheed Rice can go over his receiving yards. Hopefully um, Mahomes can go over his passing yards. And is do we have word on Jamar Chase confirmed out? He's uh, trending towards playing. Trending towards playing. I was going to say, you can slam some Higgins props if Chase is out, but if he's if he's playing, stay far away from Higgins. Game of homes over passing yards. I'll take Rasheed Rice over receiving yards, and let's have a day out in Kansas City. Yeah, everyone likes to blame the Chiefs wide receivers, but Rasheed Rice has probably been their best pass catcher in the last couple of games. Travis Kelsey's just not very good now. It's it's weird. But the last time the Bengals played on New Year's Eve, it was the Andy Dalton, the Tyler Boyd miracle in Baltimore that sent the Buffalo Bills to the playoffs before they were the – I guess you could call them a dynasty, the mediocre dynasty that they are now. Um, so I, I like the Bengals juju on New Year's Eve. I think with Jamar Chase back, he I, I was going to say for some reason, but there, I guess his good reason he hates Kansas City. And Jake Browning, although he looked bad last week, he still threw for 300 yards and he's still been a good quarterback for them. So I like the Bengals plus seven. I think that's too many points against a bad Chiefs team. Yeah, this is uh, this is an interesting one. The Chiefs haven't looked good at really at all this year uh this is i don't know it's like a weird game to read here uh both teams like the chiefs defense has still been fantastic but their offense really has been very sketchy and potential with no pacheco potential no pacheco it's gonna be tough because their running back room is so depleted right now ch also dealing with an illness might not play so it might literally be lamichael p ryan as their starting running back this week which is just Absolutely disgusting. The Bengals have been getting cooked in the air a lot, though, this year, especially over the last few weeks. Not going to say it's a get-right game for the Chiefs. I could just see Mahomes throwing for, like, 330, but maybe only throwing for, like, a touchdown here. Uh, I, I think that plus seven line's a little high. I mean, I could see the Bengals covering, but it's such a... This Bengals-Chiefs Bengals is always such a weird... Uh, it's such an interesting matchup, usually, but... I'm just going to take the Mahomes over in the 270. I think it's too low, and I I, I think we'll see him throw the ball a lot. They, might, they literally might not run the ball at all this game. Um, And another line I like, too, with Mahomes as well, Mahomes has been running the ball a lot. I, I haven't 
I feel like all the time you see him just take off constantly. It's like, well, none of my receivers are open. They're not going to catch the damn ball, so I might as well run it for 15 yards. Uh, I'm not too sure what his line is for rushing yards, but honestly, I wouldn't mind throwing that throwing that down as well. Yeah, I just want to quickly shout out that. I'll, I'll third that statement right there. Mahomes has been scrambling a lot lately. I mean, it's most likely a product of his receivers and, and Travis Kelsey at tight end just not getting open enough. Um, you know, something that's not too characteristic in an Andy Reid offense, but Mahomes has had to use his legs a lot. And, and I definitely like the play on his on his over for the rushing yards where I'm heading in this game. Travis Kelsey, I mean, he's got to be seeing everything that that is getting thrown out in the media. I mean, does he really care? I don't know. We'll see. The dude's living his life, dating Taylor Swift. But I mean, everybody's been chirping him, saying that he hasn't been him. He's lost a step, all this stuff. The Bengals have a pretty soft secondary. This is the spot. I will say it. This is a get-right spot for Travis Kelsey. Um, this is going to be a primetime game. So, you know, kind of like that for him. Uh, maybe Amer – is this America's Game of the Week? It might be. Uh, these are two history, uh, you know, franchises against each other between the, in the Burrow and, and Mahomes era. So, I like I like Travis Kelsey to get right in this game. His line's sitting at 63-and-a-half. Give me the over and give me a touchdown as well. Yeah, you usually don't get Kelsey that low of a receiving total, but uh, obviously he's been underperforming, so it makes sense, but definitely a get-right spot for Kelsey. Don't hate the play there. Finally, Sunday night football, Packers, Vikings. Brian, who's winning this fucking game, dude? I don't know who's winning the game, but Justin Jefferson better go over his receiving total so I don't get tomatoed in fantasy football. Yeah, you need him to do that. Is that more of a, uh, oh, yeah, this is going to hit? Or, uh, oh, my God, I don't want tomatoes pelted at my back. <laughs> Justin Jefferson, please save me. It's a little bit of both. It's a heart play, and then it's also Jordan Addison's dealing with an injury, and that whole Vikings kind of offense is, is banged up. So why not feed Jefferson? Yeah, well, I don't hate it. Don't love it, but don't hate it, because I don't know anything about the Vikings quarterback, this Hall guy. Uh, well, where do you see? I mean, are you all over the Vikings here, or what do you got? I didn't even. I'm gonna be honest with you. I didn't even know. I didn't, I thought Nick Mullins was starting in this game. Uh, no, it's some guy last Jared name Hall. Hall. We're just Jared, throwing out any quarterbacks this year, man. This is just it's it, it's literally a shit you might as show. well you might as well call this the XFL. Yeah, I mean, honestly, there might be better quarterbacks in the XFL than there is right now. That that's crazy. Um, is. Uh, uh, I guess Alexandra Madison is playing in this game. I know he was questionable last week, uh, and Ty Chandler has looked pretty pretty good out there. Honestly, he looked he's been looking better than Alexandra Madison. Um, the sixty in this line, I think it's at sixty one and a half. I think that's a pretty good line to take right there. I was gonna say I was like Nick Mullins hasn't looked so bad. I don't mind when taking his maybe taking his passing yards here, but there there goes that. That's down the drain. Uh, oh, this is such a this is such a shit game. Um, I think I'm just going to take it safe here. And I think I'm just going to bet Justin Jefferson total receptions. Uh, it seems like they've been going to him a lot. They just haven't been getting him on these big plays that they normally get him. You know, you usually get his like a 40, 50 yard touchdowns and all this. I actually, he had that one big play for the touchdown, but they're going to find a way to target him. It's his lines probably about, I'm, I'm guessing like a six and a half or seven and a half reception line. I'll take that. It's like the only safe thing I, I you really could take in this game. There's not much I like in this game. So just give me that. But what we do know is that Justin Jefferson is all worldly. Okay. 
for him to hit 75 yards in this game should be a bet. No Hawkinson, maybe no Addison. And, uh, you know, KJ Osborne, he had a pretty good week last week after everybody else got hurt, but I'm not putting any faith in him. This is Justin Jefferson. It's going to be a, you know, it's going to be a very funneled offense for these Vikings. It's going to go to Jefferson in the air. It's going to go Ty Chandler on the ground. Definitely some Madison mixed in if he's there. But I like Chandler a lot, uh, to Will's point. He's looked very good over the past few weeks. And then I'm going to trust that Justin Jefferson gets it done. I Shout out Jair Alexander, uh, the, the Packers cornerback <laughs> for for messing up the the pregame uh coin toss last week got himself uh suspended for this game so that's another reason to love jefferson in this game he doesn't have to match up against the all pro corner on the other side so give me jefferson to go over his number of 78 and a half i'm gonna parlay that with chandler to go over 60 yards rushing and you're gonna get some plus money there and it's gonna hit yeah, I was gonna roll with the uh the Chandler rushing and Chandler anytime anytime touchdown. Um and then I really I wasn't gonna take this play at all, but just to show you guys that this Hall guy is an absolute <laughs> bum and a scrub, I'm going under Justin Jefferson receiving yards. I can't wait till he goes out there and throws 30 yards up and uh and it blows up. Look, it's one of those weird Vegas lines where it's like, hey, it's way too low. No way he doesn't go over this line. And he's going to put up a dud and you're going to see the true colors of, of this hall guy that Brian claims isn't bad. Guarantee Brian hasn't watched two minutes of this guy's highlight tape, but <laughs> watch the game where he got hurt. You look good. Oh yeah. He got hurt, man. Look great. Uh, anyway, that wraps up Sunday night football and the entire slate, obviously a longer show with Will hopping on as a guest picker, giving some good analysis and uh, obviously all our other analysis and picks for the week. It was a big betting weekend. Got college football, college basketball, NFL, uh, and, and a plethora of other sports to get in on some action. NHL, NBA, you name it, it's on. So have fun, have safe, or be safe. A very happy new year from the boys from Section 400. And check out and look out for our live stream tomorrow on YouTube. We'll be live streaming there. And if you want a chance to get in, hop on, say what you got to say, say some comments, you can look out for the Discord link. That'll allow you guys to jump in and get involved with the live show. But definitely look out for it on YouTube. That's all I got. I got brain fog right now. I just sat here for almost three hours doing this, and I'm about to go blow my brains out. Happy New Year. I'm out. War Eagle. Go go ride it out, Jared Stedham. You got this, bro. Do something mm. Yeah, let's see Jared Stedham have a day. All Jared right. Stedham's over two and a half picks. <laughs>